from the Library of Congress in Washington, D.C. Welcome to America Works, excerpts from interviews with contemporary workers throughout the United States collected by the library's American Folklife Center as part of its Occupational Folklife Project. This is staff folklorist Nancy Gross, and this America Works podcast features excerpts from a longer interview with Bernardo or Bernie Pina, the sales manager at Cerilli Brothers Produce in Nogales, Arizona. For generations, the city of Nogales which is located directly on the U.S.-Mexican border, has been a major port of entry for the buying, selling, and shipping of fresh fruits and vegetables imported into the United States from growers throughout Mexico and Latin America. If you, like most Americans, enjoy eating fresh produce from Mexico, it probably came through Nogales. In this America Works episode, Mr. Pina, a third-generation produce worker, tells folklorist Nick Hartman what it's like to be a salesman in Nogales's vibrant produce industry. So my dad, um, by the time I started working for him, he had already worked for a, a few uh, small companies here in Nogales. And then at some point, you know, when I was probably a boy, he, he decided to open up his own small brokerage company. So when I was working for, when I was working for my dad, um, he was self-employed. It's a, it was a small company, and the main employees were him and myself and maybe a secretary or something like that, so it was extremely small. My father's father, my grandfather, um, had a company here in Nogales, and I guess that would be back in the 40s or something. Like my dad used to say, you know, um, we're dealing in the business of cadavers, he would say, <laughs> because once once it's picked off the plant or once it's anything, any fruit or or vegetable that's picked off the vine or picked off the tree, I mean, after that, it's only, it's only in a state of de deterioration, so it's only going to get worse. And that's another thing that I learned early on is, like, things might look good here in Nogales at the shipping point, but once it gets to Chicago or Detroit or Los Angeles or wherever, it's three or four or five days down the road, you know, you have to really try to anticipate what it's going to look like in three or four days, you know. And, and again... You know, we're the conduit between uh, growers in Mexico and customers all over this country, customers of all different types, customers in Canada, customers all over the United States, every corner of the United States. And they could be, you know, retailers like, you know, whoever, Kroger's or Safeway's or Walmart or whoever, Sam's Club, Costco, or they can be, you know, wholesale wholesalers on terminal markets in big cities. But uh, so... Um, as a as a sales manager and and my sales team, we have to make sure that things are moving the way things should be moving. And um, you know, we our goal is to try to get the best price for the grower, so he can make some money, so he can grow again next year, and 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 meet his obligations because he has obligations to pay his workers and pay for fertilizer and pay for cartons and pay for you know so much things that we can't even think of that are involved in growing. So we try to get him the best price possible and at the same time while, you know, developing and maintaining very good relationships with our customers. And we, of course, there's going to be problems along the way and we resolve 
problems in an equitable way between both parties. You know, you step back and you think, all right, well, we're going to have, um, you know, we're, we're planting cucumbers and we expect like 300,000 cucumbers for this year. And, and you know, I'm just gonna throwing out some random numbers, yeah, you know. Sure. And s say we're planting tomatoes, we expect a million boxes of tomatoes, you know, for this year. We're planting Roma tomatoes. So we, 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 ha we obviously have uh, a big picture as far as the entire season, you know, what, what to expect. And then we have to come up with a strategy as a team and a company, you know, how are we gonna responsibly move all this product. Sometimes we do work long hours, you know, we're here from six in the morning till you know, four to 5 p.m. during the season. Mm -hmm. um, so we see, sometimes, we, most of the times we see each other more than we see our families, you know. For the most, but we have such a great team and a great crew that, you know, I mean, I'm, you know, 99% of the time it goes well, but once in a while people get, you know, a little frustrated or cranky or whatever. But that's not obviously a problem for the person. It's not a problem for anybody, mm -hmm. <laughs> for any industry across the board. What does it take really to be good at what you do, I guess, in working as a sales manager or working in produce sales? What are the things that people have to be good at? One of my old bosses used to say this, and he was like a mentor, but he said, he, he would say, um, you know what, I'm, I'm, I, you, know what I'm, you know what I figured out about this business is, it doesn't matter how smart you are or, or how well you can read markets or or how well you get along with customers, it's how much aggravation you can deal with, you know. That's <laughs> that's what makes a good salesperson. <laughs> I think, you know, sales in produce is like sales in almost anything and 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 being a good salesperson is it's, it's like an art. But I think um it's all about relationships. I'll tell you what, Nick, um I I really appreciate I appreciate the work that I do and I enjoy it I do enjoy it and again I, there's days where I I'm, get frustrated and go home a little crabby I'm sure but day in and day out I mean I, I, I have the privilege of talking to people from all over the country and it is a privilege because you have relationships or in my in my case I'll have relationships with people in Chicago or Portland or Vancouver or somewhere in California or Texas or in the Midwest, you know, um, Michigan, Ohio, and um, and it's interesting to make all the, to to make all these acquaintances, and then you get to know them over the years, and um, and then that level of trust gets higher. So it's 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 gratifying, it's fulfilling. Um, I think that's one of the the most fulfilling aspects aspects of uh, of uh, sales and produce is that I think it's cool. I like that. And another interesting. You know, and this I'm kind of going off on a little bit of a tangent again, but I, 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 I would like for people to empathize with any grower, any grower, whether it's from Mexico or a, or a grower in Indiana or whatever. Like um, a grower or a farmer can really do everything that he's doing. I mean, he can really try to do everything right. He can buy the best seed available and he could buy the best carton available, he can hire the absolutely best labor available, and um, he could, you know, fertilize it religiously, fertilize his, his farms religiously, and he could be blessed with, you know, good luck, and the weather's absolutely perfect. So then he has a great crop, right? This Indiana farmer, this Mexican farmer, great crop, beautiful um, product, 
and then the market is absolutely terrible. Like the market's like three dollars a box or two dollars. So this, so the farmer did everything he could right, and even Mother Nature cooperated, and he had beautiful weather. But then you always have the market is going to dictate to you whether you're going to get a good return or not. So I mean, I, I would I would like for people to appreciate how much risk is involved for the farmer. Right. You know, so it's definitely a risky venture, and. To me, I don't have the kind of, you know, fiber to be somebody like that. I just, I'm not that risky myself, you know. And, I, and I'm amazed that people who do that, and these guys do that, farmers across the United States, farmers from Mexico. Um, so, I, you know, I, w I, would, I would say that, you know, most people, most consumers in the United States, like even me, even you, I would bet, but most, almost all, a large, large percentage, they, you know, we're used to going into our supermarket and we have a, just a huge selection of fruits and vegetables, right? Any given day, any given time, and everything looks pretty darn good. It's fair prices um, and, and the quality is good. But we take that for, we just take all that for granted so much, you know, and nobody realizes the effort and the investment and the time and the work that was put in to get that produce to your to your grocery store shelves. You've been listening to an interview with Bernie Pina, the sales manager at Cerulli Brothers Produce in the border city of Nogales, Arizona. He was interviewed by folklorist Nick Hartman as part of Hartman's Archie Green Fellowship Research Project on fresh produce workers in Arizona. To hear the complete interview with Bernie Pina, as well as interviews with hundreds of other contemporary American workers, please visit us online at www.loc.gov forward slash folklife, or just search online for the Occupational Folklife Project. On behalf of the American Folklife Center, this is folklorist Nancy Gross. Thank you for listening to America Works. This has been a presentation of the Library of Congress. Visit us at loc.gov.